Hello and welcome to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast hosted by myself, Marie Groover of The Corporate Psychic. If you didn't know, The Corporate Psychic, sometimes referred to as TCP, is a business where I happen to be the founder that sponsors this podcast. The Corporate Psychic is all about integrating the opposing forces within us to catalyze rapid and meaningful success in individuals and businesses alike. This podcast is all about exploring this by merging that which cannot be seen with that that is tangible, where mindset meets business, where energy meets operations and objectives and KPIs, where manifestation is debunked and made clear, and where together we will demystify and make accessible concepts that allow us to grow as humans in our work, careers, life, and business. Because here, I genuinely believe that we can be and have it all, and it's through the integration of our entire humanness that we get there. So, let's go there. Speaking of the integration of our entire humanness, I'm certain that you can hear this funny background noise that's like, kind of wet and kind of weird. I adopted an adolescent dog over the weekend, and so he's here with us today as he warms up to his new life, his new space, and his new family. So for this episode only, please bear with the sounds. I promise that not all episodes will include them. And speaking of episodes and integrations, this episode was inspired by the seeming dichotomy between working a 9-to-5 and living the life of your dreams, where, upon closer examination, I don't think that these two are so opposing after all. It's not your job that's making you feel vaguely dissatisfied with your life. It's you. As a coach who has quit her very cushy, very corporate, very well-paid nine-to-five to run her own business, a lot of people want to know how I did it. Many of my clients hire me for one-to-one coaching because ultimately, they want to figure out how to leave their corporate careers behind and pave their own way. Meanwhile, the first thing that we often discuss is why quitting their job is not the answer that they are looking for. But before we talk about why I don't believe quitting the 9 to 5 is the answer that many people are actually seeking, let's talk about why it might be. Or rather, I'm going to read to you this quote by David Kane. It's in an essay that he wrote called, Your Life Has Already Been Designed. But the 8-hour workday is too profitable for big business. Not because of the amount of work people get done in eight hours, the average office worker gets less than three hours of actual work done in eight hours, but because it makes for such a purchase-happy public. Keeping free time scarce means people pay a lot more for convenience, gratification, and any other relief they can buy. It keeps them watching television and its commercials. It keeps them unambitious outside of work. We've been led into a culture that has been engineered to leave us tired, hungry for indulgence, willing to pay a lot for convenience and entertainment, and most importantly, vaguely dissatisfied with our lives so that we continue wanting things we don't have. We buy so much because it always seems like something is still missing. I chose this quote particularly because a client of mine shared it recently on her Instagram. It was so compelling that I actually reshared it to my stories on Instagram, which elicited commiseration among my DMs about the corporate nine to five and about basically quitting jobs and quote, unplugging from the matrix or getting out of the rat race. And this is understandable. Reading this, it would seem that getting out of the eight hour workday would be the solution. And it is a solution. But what if that's not enough? 
You see, my experience has taught me that there's often not one bad guy, one problem at the center of all of our problems. And therefore, there is rarely one solution or one hero to save the day. We are where we are through an accumulation of circumstances and choices, both within and without our control. That is, we feel the way we feel, we act the way we act, we think the way we think as a result of our entire life experience, not just our jobs, not just how we spend eight hours of every day. But how we spend eight hours of every day is really important, so we'll get back to that. And there's no magic button or pill that will resolve our current circumstance or way of being, nor make sense of it. And it's important to say that making sense of the problem is not the solution. The truth is, the antidote to dissatisfaction is satisfaction itself. And satisfaction itself is a conscious discovery and a practice over time that begins with awareness. Do you feel like your job is soul-sucking? Well, what are you doing to give away your soul? Are you spending hours in front of your computer in a disempowered state of being, thinking about how pointless it all is? while getting little to nothing done and then feeling annoyed that you are wasting your time, perhaps? If this feels at all familiar, please realize that however you're spending your eight hours being, whatever you're thinking, however you're doing, whatever you're embodying on the job, translates also to how you are very likely being, aka what you're thinking, what you are doing, how you're behaving, how you're feeling in all other aspects of your life. So if you feel like you're wasting your time at your job, you're probably feeling like you're wasting time in your life. And if you're not, there might be a vague underlying, we could say, uh, dissatisfaction that comes because you're cycling the same thoughts over and over and over again. The thoughts that you think at work are the same thoughts that you think at home. Are you hearing them? Many of us genuinely believe that if we only had more time that we would finally write that book or start that business or volunteer at that shelter or spend more time outdoors or generally be a better version of ourselves, that we would do the things that we think we want to be doing. And many of us forget why we began working for someone else in the first place, which is to be who we want to be. It's for more time, for more money, for freedom, for flexibility, so that we can do the things that we want to be doing, so that we can become the person that we want to become. Our jobs are meant to be tools to better ourselves. Yet many of us are not doing the things that we want to be doing. We aren't experiencing true satisfaction because we are too busy thinking that we're creating the right conditions for satisfaction by engaging in thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that are actually dissatisfying. Have you ever thought, I'll do that thing when I retire? Or even, I'll be happy when it's the weekend, while you continue to engage in something that was less than ideal? Because our way of being right now is an accumulation of circumstances and choices, resulting in thoughts, feelings, and ultimately actions. And right now, we have to start choosing a better way. We have to practice being what it is that we seek. No more waiting for retirement or the weekend. Because sorry, friend. Wherever you go, there you are. If you think that your job is contributing to your unhappiness, before you quit, this is what I recommend. One. Look at your job as a resource that contributes to the life that you want to create and use it. You are not working for your job, but your job is working for you. Yes, this will 100% mean that you have to actually create boundaries like logging off at 5 or even 4.30, 
so that you can go and have and enjoy a life outside of work. And no, healthy boundaries will not get you fired. If they do, consider it a blessing. Perhaps you didn't want to be there in the first place. And anytime you start to feel bogged down by your work and responsibilities, remember that you are trading your time and effort for a life that you are building for yourself. Number two, practice self-awareness. Are you buying things that you don't actually want and need? Are you spending the bulk of your time doing things that you don't truly enjoy? Do you feel vaguely dissatisfied or even miserable as a baseline? Notice these things. Three, be compassionate with yourself. Kindness goes a long way and absolutely do not identify with the things you're becoming aware of. If you happen to notice that you spend every single evening binging Netflix, that doesn't mean that you are a lazy couch slob. It just means that you're spending a lot of time watching Netflix. And four, make small adjustments to address the things you become aware of, specifically the things that you don't particularly like. These adjustments should be adjustments that bring more joy into your day. Spending less time on Netflix could be a really great adjustment if that's one of those things that you find you're doing too much of. Five, allow those adjustments to expand as you begin to let your joy guide you. Another way to look at this is how I approached veganism. I didn't think about cutting out all things meat and dairy. I viewed my meals as a means to contribute to a life filled with my values. I began noticing what it was that I was actually eating without judging myself harshly for it or without asking where it came from without emphasizing what harm it caused to the environment in my mind. I simply noticed the ratios, and I began adding more veggies to my plates. I started to really like what I was adding, which allowed me to add more until the meat and the dairy was fully replaced. This took time, like years of time. It's not something that happened overnight, and actually, I still wouldn't label myself as that. The steps that I'm recommending are steps that allow you to become who you want to be in a way that is sustainable over your life. This is going to allow you to cultivate feelings that you actually want to feel, like joy and ease and satisfaction and happiness, versus that vague feeling of dissatisfaction as a baseline. Quitting your job cold turkey is not the most direct or sustainable path to happiness or satisfaction or joy or self-actualization. It's also not the solution for creating a culture that doesn't Quote, leave us tired, hungry for indulgence, willing to pay a lot for convenience and entertainment, etc. It's not your job that's making you feel vaguely dissatisfied with your life. It's you. And that means that you have the power to change it. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast with myself, Marie, from The Corporate Psychic. Save and follow for more wisdom and share if this episode resonated. Seriously, it means the world to me. Bonus points if you mention this episode and tag me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm honoring you and with gratitude, good day.